So okay, you're going to Sundance for going to Sundance. But what's the what's the gig? What's the oh, we're doing a panel discussion uh, at the Lodge um, about the making of the Tanning of America, One Nation under Hip Hop, and uh, the Tanning of America. One Nation Under Hip Hop. It's one of the few titles that we've ever had that I had to take a breath either immediately why, before why or in the middle of. Why is it One Nation Under Hip Hop? So why? It, it's based on a book called The Tanning of America by a guy named Steve Stout who used to run Interscope Records Hip Hop uh, division. Oh, right. Uh, which includes uh, Dre and Eminem. And um, so he wrote this book, and the theory behind the book is that um, hip hop culture – uh, as the predominant culture in America for the last 30 years or so, uh, it tanned the mental complexion of the generation of Americans who grew up immersed in it and led to the election of President Barack Obama. That, that hip-hop culture has done more for civil rights than anyone or anything uh, since Martin Luther King. And actually, uh, uh, the theory that your sense of humor and your taste in music, uh, are, they're colorblind. Sure. And, you know, when it comes to comedy, you laugh at whatever you, whatever you think is funny. And when it comes to music, whatever literally moves you, that's what you're into. And, and you don't care whether the artists, what color uh, the artists are. And, and that's really what uh, sort of the theory behind the movie. And I, I thought about growing okay. up. And I, I think it's an interesting theory. So, so we have like four hours on VH1 to prove that theory, that hypothesis. Wow, four hours. Do you go back to Motown? Do you actually, you know? Well, no, we do is we start in the 70s. Oh, really? We start in the okay. 70s and because um, it, it focuses on hip-hop, and it really starts with, uh, with black exploitation movies. And we interviewed uh, Melvin Van Peebles, who was like the godfather of black exploitation movies, who is Mario Van Peebles' dad. By the way, I'm available to play Shaft in your next movie. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Shaft. You're, you're a complicated man, and no one understands you but your woman. Um, Grant. No. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, Tanning of so America. You, it's a four-hour miniseries. It's a, yeah, it's a four-hour miniseries on, on VH1. It premieres uh, Monday, February 24th uh, at 11 p.m., actually, uh, every night. And it's on. There's an episode every night, Monday through Thursday that week uh, on VH1. And um, so we're going to do this this conversation about it. It's going to be kind of interesting. Um, and we start in exploitation with uh, Melvin Van Peebles and uh, Sweet Sweet Back because it's really the first time in popular culture where black artists, black writers and directors got an opportunity to portray black heroes uh, in their own on their own terms and with their own kind of kind of swag. And sure. That, and, and of course, and uh, it inspired actually copycats uh, through the '90s and 2000s. Like it kind of went away. Like the '80s, I think there's no really black Yeah, that's yeah, true. The, the, it disappeared as a genre. And then it came but back. But then it with came back actually with a huge vengeance, and it was actually the basis of a lot of Quentin Tarantino's films. Correct. And, and you also have yeah, but the, 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 his are more of a nod to the '70s uh, era of black exploitation. Right. But, exactly. But in the it, '90s, you know, he, he revived it in, but, in style. But in the '90s, black exploitation. What was really it, it, it? I think was done by sort of more uh, skillful artists. Let's say not just kind of like uh, you know uh, the indie filmmakers. All of a sudden, were were Spike Lee and John Singleton, uh, and then Mario Van Peebles, Melvin's son, uh, the Hughes brothers with uh, Menace to Society. So you suddenly had this new generation. I don't think it's black exploitation. I per wouldn't say, call, no, but, no, no, no. I wouldn't call those black exploitations. I'm talking about things like uh, you know, like Airplane or uh, you know, uh, Be Cool. You know the the, the follow up to Get Shorty, like that's like the, it's well, affected by that, but more so like a Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, you know, Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown, Jackie oh, Brown especially in particular Jackie Brown. was yeah was essentially uh, in the mold of those black exploitation movies, and so was uh, all the way to um to Django Unchained. Oh, uh, abs- uh, Django, I think is the the ultimate tribute to the black exploitation. Absolutely, I th- I thought that movie was a was a masterpiece. Certainly one of the best movies I yeah, saw. Yeah, or like last I'm year. gonna get you, sucker. 
I'm gonna get you sucky. Yeah, you have. Well, that was a parody. That was a parody of the black exploitation. Right, movies. right. Um, but I mean, it just it, they they wouldn't have done that. It was like undercover brother. That that's that's well, like a parody of a parody of a black exploitation. Yeah, it was but, sort of postmodern it, at that but point. It, it is, but it's still it's very much in that genre, and that's you know. But I think the, that, the that's what happened. Quite a bit of those. The cycle of the, the cycle of film genres it kind of ends with parody, and that's when they're reborn. So after sure. you have like the undercover brothers of the world, uh, that's when you can have the the Jackie Browns of the world. You kind of have these these incredible movies that that come back and and provide a resurgence of the genre. And I think that's that's where that's at. So we start there, and then really also the early black exploitation filmmakers like Melvin Van Peebles. Um, they had to be hustlers because they had to rustle up money because even though he was already a director who was getting a lot of attention from the studios uh, and actually making studio films, he could not get Sweet Sweet back financed. It was not possible. They read the script and they're like, there's <laughs> they're like, no this is way. not going to make money. Yeah, this could no be a cult way. film. Absolutely. So like, right. he actually had to scrape the money together. He he got more, he was mortgaged to the to the hilt. Uh, he, he maxed out credit cards. And ultimately, I think the last 50 grand or so that he needed to finish the movie, he got a loan from Bill Cosby. Really, yeah, Bill that's Cosby a, that's how he actually finished that movie. Like, if it wasn't for Bill Cosby, we there would, would be not no black exploitation. Is that more well, amazing? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's not amazing because I saw Leonard Six. I mean, I Leonard tried Part to, av- yeah, I tried to avert seeing it. I missed the first five of, of the. Of I, those I missed Leonard the first movies, five yeah. as well. I mean, were, Ghost were there Dad. actually five Ghost Dad of- never worked either. Oh my God, Ghost, remember Ghost Dad? I think Dad. I saw that at a Wometco theater. Remember Wometco? Yes, I, you know. Did you know that Wometco still owns the Miami Seaquarium? They divested all of their ho- their, their movie But the uh, company theaters, still exists. But the company still exists, and, and it own owns the Sequarium, and it's still family-managed, too. That's, that, that's wild. When was the last time you were at the Sequarium? Uh, quite a while, but I was reading about this actually very recently because I've been involved with the Miami Marine Stadium project. Yes, uh, through the National Historic Preservation Trust. I think you've probably maybe heard about it. Possibly, a absolutely. Bit. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Miami Marine Stadium fan. Oh, so am I. I think it's a great venue. I hope that they preserve the the graffiti art that's inside of there. But yeah, doubtful. I mean, it's doubtful, but I hope that they do. Yeah, I think I think they're going to do it. Uh, they know that it's really? significant. Absolutely. I mean they they realize it. It's so unique. You know, like all they have to do is just. Seal it over, and it's like, wow, this colorful. Good luck with that. Venue. I think that would be great, but I, I, I seriously doubt that that that'll happen.